All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. There's a link in the episode description. Go check it out. Help us out over here on Dudes Talking Sports. But Tanner, great to be here with you. How you doing, man? I'm good, Casey. Yeah. I watched a whole lot of just meaningless football yeah. this week. It was pretty nice. Didn't mean a thing. I had a good time watching it as well. We're not going to remember a single play probably in a couple of months. Uh, but, yeah, same here, man. Same here. It was nice. Felt good. Football's back. Football's back. That it is. Yeah. First half of the show, though, we got to continue doing what we've been doing, uh, breaking down the all the divisions in the NFL. It's time for the NFC West. Okay, as we're going to do over-under, break down every team, the Rams, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals, break down whether or not we're taking the over or the, or the under on their uh, total season win total. Uh, so stick around for that, everything in the first half of the show. And Tanner's second half of the show, like I said, football is back. So one thing we always can expect around this time of the year, the big list. Yeah, the NFL released the players' top 100 NFL players' vote on who they think are the top 20 players in the league. And then they calculate out of that a top 100 list. gets released every offseason. They released 100 through 51 on Sunday. Me and Casey have some takeaways and maybe some problems with the list. Yeah, I would say like we always do, Tanner and I never, you know, we always think every list that gets released by everybody is absolutely perfect. And we never have any problems with them whatsoever. So it's going to be exactly like that in the second half of the show, stick around. (laughs) Yeah, that's not exactly the truth. So that's, that's how I see it. I don't know. That's exactly how I've, how I've seen it the past couple of years or so, but that's just me. I don't care though. Football is the big Mac Jones guy. Oh, huge. I can't wait to break down Mac and cheese in the second half of the show, man. Stick around for that guys. Yeah. hundred percent. Woo. It's going to be a riot either way. NFC West, something that actually does draw my attention because it is one of the very best divisions. I used to say it's the best. I don't think it is anymore, but it's, if not the second best division in football in my eyes, let's let's break it down. Um, And I think it'd be disrespectful if we didn't start with the team that won the division and the Super Bowl last year, (laughs) right? Yeah, the LA Rams... Obviously, all these teams in this division have a bunch of guys on that list that we're going to talk about in the second half. Probably no one more than the Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl champions. They had guys they might make them run for their money. Yeah, I think I think we'll be close, but we'll find out. Close. Yeah, LA is so good. Where is Both the weakness? Sides of the ball. Yeah, but where is the weakness on this team? Last year they dominated on offense and defense. They were breaking records on offense with Cooper. They lost Cub. their left tackle. They lost Von no, Miller. No. They lost OBJ. Yeah. So it isn't exactly the same Super Bowl team. They did get Allen Robinson. No, they got. I was. They got Allen Robinson, and I don't think they're that much worse. They lost, and they improved at. They improved in the secondary as well. Yeah, that too. Exactly right. So. You get worse in some areas. You get better in area. You, you could say this team is exactly the same. Maybe you want to say they're maybe a little bit worse, but you never know. It's always harder to go back to back. It's harder the second year to go get that Super Bowl. Um, so it's 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 tough to evaluate. And apparently, 
uh, the whole shoulder or, or not shoulder, the uh, elbow injury with Stafford. He's fine. He's fine. He's taking reps in training camp. He's going to be fine week one, I bet. He's going to be playing. Yeah. Uh, with the Stafford thing, that is something that I've been hearing that he's going to be dealing with for the rest of his career in the yeah. offseason. He's going to be on his own rehab cycle at the end of every year to be able to throw the ball that many times during the season. He has to do special training because whenever he was sitting in Detroit, he was throwing 50 passes a game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't wanna, but I don't want to minimize Matthew Stafford losing his Hall of Fame left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. No, big deal. Big yeah, deal. Andrew Whitworth is like one of the best tackles in the last 20 years. Long like time. a top five tackle in the last 20 years. He's just been a staple for he was stable for the Bengals for a long time, and then he came to LA, and he's just been incredible for them. Losing him is a big deal, especially whenever you play in a division like this. You play the 49ers, who have Nick Bosa, Russian. Who's blocking him for LA? Right, right. Like it's a serious doubt, man. One hundred percent. And Matthew Stafford, not too mobile. Of a quarterback, no. he is. You know, he's not. You know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger down. You know, in the pocket, but he's not. Hey. Lamar, he's not. He's fine. Big Ben can move. Yeah, I'm not talking about prime <laughs> Big Ben. I'm talking about what we just saw on the field not too long ago. Okay. Come on, Tom Brady. Yeah. Either way, Tom Brady too. Not too mobile of a quarterback, right? He, he, he scrambles for like six yards, even like you know gets ten. It's a pr- pretty big deal, you know. It's like man, Tom just got ten with his legs, man. Like, you know, oh, like, if he got ten yards, that's a that's a big oh, deal. I think yeah. career long is like seventeen. Yeah, exactly. So either way, he's not bad, um, but it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on him for sure. A guy who's somewhat prone to interceptions as well. It's not going to help that. He did lead the league last year. I think he had had 17 when it came down to it. It was, was that final number. So it's tough. They gained Allen Robinson. They got the Super Bowl confidence. Uh, I'm not sure they're better than last year. I'm not sure they're a lot worse than last year, right around the same tier. I would say I'm thinking 11 and six for the Rams. So the line is 10 and a half. So you you would be going over barely. I'm going to go over for sure on, on 10 and a half. I think they get over 10 wins. Yeah. Uh, I'm bullish on this Rams team. I have them at 12 uh, wins. I've got them 12 and five. I think they definitely compete to win the one seed in the NFC. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if 12 wins gets it done. You might need 13. Yeah, probably. Uh, this team could win 15 games. Like this team is ultra talented everywhere. It Very just nuts. will really depend on consistency and injuries just like a lot of teams just like every team in the nfl practically but especially with the old veteran team like this exactly um okay so we're both going to take the over at 10 and a half for the rams that's kind of an easy one uh let's go to the niners a team the rams have had a lot of trouble with in the in the last few years man uh that win in the regular season yeah so yeah especially that's that's especially what i'm alluding to uh that win the rams just had in the playoffs their first win in seasons against yeah, the same, like, like I don't know the exact number, but like eight no. tries or something like that. It was, something it was, it was a while, I man. I don't know if Sean McVay had beaten Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, it was very limited like, if, he, if he had. Or at least was, since Shanahan's second year. I know they were really bad his first year, so they probably beat the Rams. I mean, so yeah, they probably exactly. lost to the Rams. Yeah, yeah obviously they're going to. Yeah, but still, uh, yeah. Uh, 
It's been a while. I think it was at least multiple seasons, three, four seasons at least, right? So it's been a while. Jaquiski Tart doesn't drop that interception. They don't. The Rams don't win. That record. That record stays exactly. It doesn't go anywhere, man. They go to the Super Bowl in. Who knows what happens in the Super Bowl? It's it's football. It's the NFL. You never know what's going to happen. So it's fun. Um, Let me ask you a question here. What? If Jaquiski Tart catches that interception, the 49ers win the game. Yeah, they do. I think they do. Yeah. Is, is Jimmy Garoppolo the starting quarterback of yes. the 49ers this year? If he gets yeah, I think back so to the Super Bowl? Yes. You don't leave that. You say, Trey Lance? <laughs> You're good where you are, bro. We got a guy taking us to the Super Bowl, maybe winning us. If you know, if at the very least we have a chance to win a Super Bowl with this guy, I and he's healthy, I sit Trey Lance still. I sit Trey Lance. That's how that's what it comes down to. If he gets you to a Super Bowl, how bad is Jimmy Garoppolo? How bad is he? Another one? So so people hate on Jimmy Garoppolo. Another one though? If if Jaquiski Tart catches that interception. He's in the Super Bowl again. I know it's not his fault, but it comes down to making it comes down to what you did, making the Super Bowl. It comes down to do what you did, getting that far. He didn't beat the Rams. If he did, I think a lot of people would have forgotten. I don't want to say an ugly box score, but not a great one for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't think people would have cared though, because they got the thing that matters the most. The W, like they got the win, like, that, like that's all that matters. So yeah, I think I think he is still there. But to answer, to you know, really come come a hundred percent, come full circle here. They lost. He's not. Trey Lance is the starting quarterback. They went ten and seven last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. My number one thing this year, looking at the 49ers, is can Trey Lance play? Can he be at the very least? What Jimmy Garoppolo gave you last year and what he has given you and and the max, what would be phenomenal, can he be an upgrade? Can he be an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo? Can he make this team, instead of a 10-win, 9-win team, can he put it to 12 wins? Can he put it up there? That's kind of what my question is with, with Trey Lance. And then health. Can this team stay healthy? Because we know what, what they're also famous for or in, infamous for, I should say, is injuries, right? So that's what I think of the Niners this season. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the 49ers have kind of been this Jekyll and Hyde type team since Kyle Shannon got there. They have a healthy year where they go into the playoffs. That's good. And they succeed. And then they have a year where everybody gets injured in the first, like, three weeks, and they win seven games. Oh, yeah, exactly right, man. Either way, they still manage to be competitive somehow. But, you know, that's the difference between being competitive, making the playoffs, or, you know – Going to the Super Bowl or being one catch away from going to the Super Bowl, right? That's kind of the because difference. they're they're a well coached team and they have an incredible defense when they're healthy, like a top five defense in the NFL. And their offense is just super smart and well crafted and different. You know, depending on dynamic. who they're playing, dynamic. Exactly, man. That's why I love. You know, I love Kyle Shanahan. You, you know, yeah. I, I, you say I overhype him sometimes. I'm a fan. I'm a fan is all I can say. And man, this team, this team has a high ceiling, but it's, 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 it could also, the you know, the floor isn't that high. I should say like they could also, depending uh, oh, on how I Trey disagree. Lance can play, depending on how Trey Lance can play. If, if he can't play, I, I guess, I guess I'm wrong though, because if he can't play, they just throw Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I was like, Jimmy G is so in the baby. Like, you're right. Like, so like the Trey Lance sucks. Season. You have a guy that's gone to the Super Bowl and a guy who's going to the NFC Championship. 
I'm kidding. This team's going to win nine games at the very least, no matter what. No matter what, the 49ers are going to win nine games this year, I think is what it looks like, at least. And I think they could have more than that if Trey Lance kind of, like I was talking about earlier, is what is what they're hoping he is, what they spent so much on. Um, but and, and again, for a team that's been saying they're a quarterback away, though, like like you're a quarterback away, you, you drafted him, you know, what, top three? He was top three. Yeah, at least top five. I don't know the exact number, but he was definitely top five. I think he was third. I mean, fourth. We'll see. Um, You know, you bench Jimmy Garoppolo just got you, you know, to the the NFC championship. And you paid a bunch of money to Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't overlook that. Yeah, before you did. Yeah, you're you're still paying him. You are still paying Jimmy Garoppolo. And you have Debo Samuel on the roster, though. You got Debo Samuel, you got George Kittle, you got Kyle Shanahan. You got the guy, you got the top three, top five pick. You have, in my opinion – like uh, the third best player in the NFL, also on your offensive line, you have Trent Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're high. Yeah, yeah. If, if there's a offensive lineman that is a difference maker, it's him. Yeah. He's he's incredible. Like when he's out there, you now, just, top to bottom, this team. Yeah, you just pull him and you just run right behind him. This is a good team. You know, top to bottom, a team capable of winning the Super Bowl. If they have the quarterback position right, is kind of what it comes down to. And I'm not saying it's got to be this season they go win a Super Bowl this year, um, but but some improvement, more than ten what, wins, more than nine wins. Um, what does Trey Lance have to do to be? I would say to, limit for the, the turnovers for, for the 49ers to be a Super Bowl contending team, like oh. I think I think they are. What a Super Bowl contending team? He's going to have to have – I don't want to say because this was insane what, what he did when he broke out, but a Patrick Mahomes-esque breakout. He's going to – in his second-year breakout. I, I, I'm not saying to that level because it was nuts, but he's going to have something like that where it's like, boom, we're like, man, this guy can play. He's making plays. He's got a feel for the game. He's not turning the ball over. He's got a big arm. He's athletic. He works in the system. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. A smaller version of that. I'm not yeah, asking I, for the whole thing, but something like that. And I think yeah. that's possible. I think it's possible for sure. Yeah, I think I need like 500 rushing yards out of Trey Lance and oh, 4,000 4, passing, thirty at least upwards. Well, that would of, be nice. Know. If he could do 500 yeah. rush and 4,000 passing, and then if he could get – 30 touchdowns, 25. Like 30 total like 30 total touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Something like that with this 49ers team. I, I don't want to see him as an NFC. That is a contending team. team. That is a contending team if he can do that. I don't know if he can. I think again, I'm not saying he can't. His ceiling is that. Like he he could definitely show us this year that and I wouldn't be surprised, but he could also show us, "Hey, I still need a year." I still need a year. I can play. We see flashes. I could see both 100%. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, let's not forget that this guy is Barely from, played. It, it, yeah, he barely played at North Dakota State. And it's North Dakota State. It's an FCS school that he transferred from. He only played one um, year. I know North Dakota as, State, as, Tanner. You know where I am? <laughs> I know North Dakota State, dude. Don't even get that. Yeah, trust me. I, wrote, he, I did something about them today. You keep going what you're doing, though. But keep going. Yeah. He, he only started – one year there, he didn't have any FBS offers coming out of high school to play quarterback. Like this, this kid is he's he's raw. Like he's he's raw, man. If if he if isn't ready yet, pop right away, right? He could pop, but if, if he isn't ready time. yet, we'll know. Yeah, we're gonna know pretty quick. I think within the first couple of weeks, we're gonna know 
if Trey Lance is popping or if, you know, and, and he could hit a little bit of a wall halfway or, you know, towards the end of the year, which is kind of expected with younger guys. But you, you hope you hope against it. You hope it doesn't happen just to show, you know, the level that he's on. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised for that either. But, yeah, we'll know soon. We'll know pretty quick with Trey Lance what he's looking like. And I'm still not sure. We saw him for such a limited amount in the in that game, the preseason game. I got nothing. I got nothing from that. You know, I'm like, okay. I, I, I it doesn't really any, matter. Yeah, I can't take anything away from this. So, okay. Either way, though, Tanner, what's the line for the Niners? Let's get let's, let's get a line. The line is ten wins for the oh. San Francisco 49ers. Okay, so like I said, like we said, best case scenario ceiling for this team. Heck yeah! You know, you're you're taking the over all day with where they are right now and how I am unsure still, and how I am back and forth on this, a hundred percent, fifty fifty. I'm going to stay right at 10 wins because like we said, either way with Jimmy Garoppolo, they're probably going to win nine at least if he stinks out for a few games. So I got 10, 10 wins. Same thing as last year, 10 and seven. So I had the Rams at 12 and five. I also have the San Francisco 49ers at 12 and five. I think this is another team that could be competing for the top seed in the NFC. I, I think Trey Lance is going to be good. If Trey Lance lives lives up to his potential, this 49ers team, I think, is as good as anyone in the NFL. So Tanner's pretty sure, more than I am, that Trey Lance is ready. He's the guy. We're going to see a bit of a pop this year. I don't know if I'm more sure. I'm more bold. Yeah, you're being being a little more risky with it at least, right? I like it. I like it. I'm with it. Uh, Okay, so you're both – you're going to go over. I'm going to stay right at 10. Um, Big – Big year for Trey Lance and the 49ers organization for taking a big risk in him, man. Big year. Uh, Seahawks. Talk about the Seahawks now. Also a big year for the Seahawks. Okay. Big year. You just lost your franchise quarterback. You are in your the franchise linebacker too. Yeah. You are in the depths right now. You are, you are just, I don't know where we are as a team. We still have our head coach. We still have our star receiver. You know, that's kind of, you know, what we're following, what they're falling back on right now. But, you know, they're going to look a lot different this year. <laughs> a lot different this year. Yeah, I. it's hard for me to picture in my brain what the Seahawks team is going to look like without Russell Wilson being out there week one. He's just been so consistent over the last decade that it's strange. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now he's now he's in Broncos country. He's riding a Bronco, not a Seahawk. <laughs> yeah, so you have a significant, significant downgrade at quarterback, whether that be Drew Locke, Gino, Gino Smith, Gino Smith right? or Drew Locke. I don't really care which one of them it is. I don't really believe the same. I don't really believe in either one of them. I think nope. if one of them was clearly better, they'd be winning the quarterback battle. I think we're gonna see both these guys start at least five games this year. If they don't I, do something else, if they don't do something else, like a girl, I, I think it made great sense. I don't think they trade them in division, but great sense for them to get a Jimmy Garoppolo, like keep your offense stable, a little stable at least, right? Have a veteran in there, but anyway, something but to play for playing in the same division. He was, you know, got a little chip on his shoulder, but I'm trying to lose though. I say that I'm trying to lose. Yeah. And I'm trying to get my quarterback in next year's draft. I'm, let me make that really clear. That's what I would do. Oh, Seattle. But I wouldn't be too shocked to see if I would get a Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, if I want to keep my fans a little happy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's strange because you have Pete Carroll, who is the oldest coach in the NFL. Yeah, man. He's and old. So he's old. is he going to be there 
throughout a rebuild for this team. Does he have another probably, 10 years? That's probably, a long rebuild, but like, pro- probably not. To be fair, like, he's probably not going to be there another we'll six years. Five years. Yeah, we'll like, say yeah, five. five, six years for a rebuild. If if he's not part of your long term future, don't you got to think this team is in a win now scenario? And don't you think you're going to rethink letting Russell Wilson go if you're already going to lose? You can't lose both. You know, if, if Russ, but I, again, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm. I feel like you decision. either want to use one or both. I mean, yeah, you want to lose you. both or none. Yeah, I guess you want to do a full reboot reboot mode then, right? Go full reboot. Okay, I guess I'm cool with that too. The Seahawks um, are kind of caught in limbo. They're paying DK Metcalf a bunch of money. Yeah, why wouldn't you trade him? I would cash in and get – you could get a, probably a couple firsts for that guy right now. Yeah, at least one. Yeah, one and, and a first and a second, I bet. I bet you could get a lot for DK Metcalf right now. Like, what did A.J. Brown go for? And like they're like the first same, and you know? I guess it would be a first and a second, but he could definitely get a first round pick and maybe more on top of that, man. You get more on top of that. So yeah, very good player, very young player, high ceiling. I would probably capitalize on that if I'm moving to the rebu- uh, rebuild mode, but the O-line is bad. The defense is bad. The quarterback play is going to be bad this year. Maybe the worst in the NFL. Uh, and I'm not drafting Tyler Lockett or or DK Metcalf in my fantasy leagues this year. I'm not touching them. I'm not touching yeah. them, man. Like, because I don't yeah. know what I'm gonna what to expect from those guys. Drew Lock does have upside. Like, there is a chance that Drew Lock plays well this year. I don't think there's a big chance. I think we've kind of seen. Like, like, what is supposed to be better now that he's in Seattle instead of Denver? He had good receivers in. Denver, I feel like pretty much a wash. Yeah, uh, maybe, close. maybe, maybe a little bit better receivers in Seattle. Yeah, but besides receiver, a better receiver in DK <laughs> Metcalf at least. But yeah, Tyler besides Lockett's receiver, great slot receiver. But yeah, besides receiver, yep. every single other part of this team is worse. Worse, a hundred percent. So I don't get it. It's it's a good franchise, I guess. You know, it's not a terrible franchise to go to. Um, but also, but... you also have to remember Paul Allen is no longer. There, like he did. No, it's away. not. It's not like a great, you know. But it's like not a. You're not going to the Jags or the Jets right here, you know. Even though the Jet, the, the Seahawks are in a rebuilding state, they do still have Pete Carroll, you know, which you know, which is a stable foundation piece of the franchise. Um, either way, though, I think this team's going to be bad, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about them. I got them winning three or four games. Okay, so the line is five and a half. So you are under. Oh my gosh, one. under, 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 under. Yes, I have this team at four and thirteen. I think I'll they're going to be four and thirteen. That's fine. I'll get I, them four. I, I think they're going to be a frisky four and thirteen. I think they yeah. could beat some teams through being well coached through a run game that I think is going to be decent. Maybe DK Metcalf t- takes a deep touchdown. Maybe Tyler Lockett makes a deep touchdown. They surprise a team, but. To string a bunch of wins together with the talent that this team has on defense and the talent this team has under center, I don't see it. I have them four and thirteen. Yeah, I like the four and thirteen, man. I don't think it's going to be over five. Maybe they get to five wins, but I don't think it gets to six. I wouldn't hit the over on that. Like I would not do over five wins for the Seahawks this year, uh, which is so weird to say, but I, I would not do that. Uh, the Cardinals, the final team to talk about in this division before we take a short break. 11-6 and six last year. Uh, no 
arguably best player on the team. But they won their first games. Nine games last year? Eight games last well, eight, year? No, seven and no, eight no. Yeah. yeah Something like that. Were, Either uh, seven and no or eight no. I think they're eight no and the Packers were like six and one or seven and one. They were the best team in the league. They were the best team in the league, and Kyler Murray was one of the front runners for the for the MVP. He was up there, man. He, they were looking like the Super Bowl favorites by far. He was looking like the MVP. And then eleven and six. After being 8-0, you win three games, perhaps three or four games for the rest of the season after that amazing stretch you put together, which does happen. You kind of get burnt out, you know, younger quarterback. It happens for sure. Uh, But no DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the season this year. That's going to hurt. We saw what Kyler looked like with and without him. Much different, much better with him in comparison to without him. But they did go and get uh, Hollywood Brown but you spend a first-round pick, in my opinion, you spend a first-round pick on Hollywood Brown, I don't want to say it got worse because you got the player who can play right now for you who you know is a good player, but I'm not giving up a first-round pick. And I don't, I, don't, again, I don't want to say you lost that trade, but did they lose that trade? <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like it's hard it to say. Really pan out. It could really pan yeah, out. we got to see what Hollywood Brown looks like in Arizona. You also do have to remember that they – did play together in college, and Kyler Murray won a Heisman. Last well, and time it's going to look really two. good. It's going to look really good when Holly Brown's your number two. That's going to look. That's something we haven't necessarily. We kind of have seen before because he's not the number one real option all, in Baltimore. They also lost Christian Kirk as well. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. But again, you you feel that. So you are a little dry, a little light at the wide receiver position without DeAndre Hopkins out there. So that's going to be tough on Kyler to start the season off for sure. Defense, though, is solid. And Kyler did get paid. So I think he is going to want to go out there, play his best football, show everyone, hey, I deserve this contract. Quit talking about my wallet, my paycheck, all that stuff. Um, We'll see, though. You know, we'll see. I'm just not sure. I think when D-Hop is back and when he has both those receivers out there, they're going to look pretty good. Uh, if Kyler can stay, if Kyler's at, healthy, whenever yeah, Diop gets back, if he can stay consistent throughout the entire season, not do the whole Russell Wilson effect like we kind of saw last year, the guy he kind of gets compared to at times as well. So it's kind of funny. Um, I think I'm going ten and seven though, since I don't have D Hop for six games. I'm going to put him at ten and seven. I'm debating nine and eight. Uh, where's the line at? The line is eight and a half. Oh, okay. So either way, I'm going to take the over. That's easy. I'm taking the yeah. overall day at eight and a half. I also I have them at ten and seven uh, over the line, but I could I could see this team winning eight games, struggling early, and then we have seen this team fade over at the end of the season. In the last two years could see something like that again. Hopefully not with a healthy D Hop being inserted to your lineup to kind of jumpstart that offense. Mm-hmm. Six seven whenever, games in, right? They'll, they'll in. probably need it. Yeah, exactly. So, I think exactly. it's going to kind of fix that problem that they've had. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm at 10 and 7. I also have them over. Yeah, over 8.5. That's pretty easy as well. That, that kind of shows me that people are a little worried about Kyler without DeAndre Hopkins in those six games. And they're also a little worried if they can do exactly what they did last year. And they're, they're kind of maybe they're, maybe they're saying, hey, we think they're more the team in the second half of the year than they are in the first half of the year, right? Yeah, I I think the people that said the lines are worried 
about Kyler Murray. I don't know if the players are worried about Kyler Murray with where they had him on the top 100 list. Oh, no. The players think Kyler Murray is very, very good, and he is. I'm not saying he's not. Kyler Murray is a very good football player, okay, a very good quarterback. I don't know if he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. That's very debatable. He's borderline. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we got to talk about, though, where – where those players had him on that top 100 list. That's a good time to take a break, Tanner. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to break down that top 100 list and the first 50 players. We're not going to go through every single player. Um, we're going to break down some stuff that jumped out to us through those first 50 player rankings on in the second half of the show here in just a couple of seconds or so. Don't go anywhere. That's Tanner Fowler. I'm Casey Foreman. We'll be right back. Uh, stick around. All right, and welcome back. As we said before the break, let's keep it on the NFL and transition to uh, their top 100 list, which comes out every single year. Tanner and I have probably broken it down in years past. Uh, We're going to do it again this year. Uh, Like always, releasing their active uh, top 100 players voted on, like Tanner said earlier, by the players. So it actually is a very cool list, kind of lets you know what the league is thinking as far as who ranks where. Uh, Numbers 100 through 59 came out. Right, 51. Oh, sorry, 51. 59. So, sorry, that was 41. Uh, through 59, or sorry, 51 came out. Uh, so, 50 players we had to look at. Tanner and I want to look at not all 50, but some stuff that jumps off the jumps off the page to us a little bit, you know, starting off with. And I think he does deserve to be on this list, at least at this point in time. I do. We'll see who else is in front of him and who got left off the list when it's all said and done. But Kirk Cousins made the list at number 99. Uh, I, I was happy to see it. I was happy for Kirk Cousins. I, li- I liked that. I liked that, Kirk. If positional weight matters, yeah, then I think Kirk Cousins is a top 100 player in the NFL. It matters. If it, like if being one of the best 32 if, if you, or 30 quarterbacks were, in the league. If you were just taking the best players, he's not anywhere close. No. I could think of 20 offensive linemen that are better at their job than he is that aren't on this list. Yeah, but when you're thinking about the most important position. Yeah, you're right. There's only such a limited amount of these guys that you could throw out there and actually compete and be a good team. And and he, I think he is one of them. He is a, a, a good enough quarterback. And I think the Vikings are going to shock some people this year. I think they're going to be good. We'll break them down. Maybe even probably next week we'll break down their division and what they have going on next year. Um, either way, though, also, he said he said 4,000 passing yards in six out of the last seven seasons. Like, put some respect on his name, though. I know, yeah. when he, you know, on Monday nights, he's not the greatest and stuff like that, but he's or been Sunday nights. Yours, yeah, exactly. Any night. Uh, he, but he's been there consistently the past six, seven years, and come on. You know, he's been the model of consistency, especially since he's gotten to Minnesota, but – He's still Kirk Cousins. He's still like the eye test tells you that he is not a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So is he top one hundred? No, I know Vikings. I'm Vikings fan. Vikings fans, and they hate Kirk Cousins. They're like, man, I can't stand this guy. I think I like them more than they do. And it's like he's not that bad. You can win with Kirk Cousins. He's won before. Uh, maybe not win a Super Bowl, but you can be a good team with him. Um, but again, I think it's okay. Like you said. 
taking everything into consideration. We'll see what other quarterbacks make the list and what quarterbacks don't make the list when it's all said and done. Then I might have a problem with Kirk Cousins making this list. Uh, but at this point in time, I don't. Yeah, if we're going to talk about quarterbacks, let's move to number 85 on that list, and that is McCorkle Jones. He's not better than Kirk Cousins. He's not better than Kirk Cousins. So, you like, think so? So I guess that justifies Kirk Cousins being on the list. I don't know. I don't think Mac Jones is better than Kirk Cousins at this point. I think Mac nah. Jones will be better than Kirk Cousins in a few years. But no, you're right, though. I guess that does right justify that, just, that justifies Kirk, and that kind of says, what the heck, how is a guy who's had one season? And it wasn't even like a huge, oh, my gosh, rookie season. It was a good rookie year. He had a good rookie season, and he established himself as a, as a starting quarterback in the league, at least for right now. And he also played with bad receivers. I do want to point that out. No, he did, and he played – it was a good offensive – you know, the system's not bad. You got Josh McDaniels. You know, you have that brain – helping you out and stuff. It's the best place he could have possibly landed. But, yes, uh, money says otherwise. Money says otherwise, how expensive their wide receiver room is and how their receiver room is. Um, but but at the same time, 85, I say no, and I say he doesn't deserve – I don't care what other quarterbacks make the list. In my eyes, I don't think Mac Jones is a top 100 player, let alone better than Kirk Cousins. Um, he was great in November last year. They went, I remember they went like four and oh in November last year. He was great, but he was not great to end the season. Um, and 85, I, I get in my eyes, maybe put him at 99 if he's that if there's like 15, 16, 17 quarterbacks listed, but I don't think there's that many. And I don't think he's better than Kirk. What do you think? Like, he's, I don't think he's better than Jalen Hurts and J, like right now. And Jalen Hurts. Oh my God, so Jalen Hurts, he's must not be making the list. You're right. Bro, no, he's for it. sure not. He's for sure not making it. If yeah, Kyler Murray, right. like yeah, he's not right. above Kyler Murray. And, and Russell Wilson's down. <laughs> yeah, obviously, right too. So you're right. This is absolutely ridiculous. I think Jalen Hurts is probably better than Kirk Cousins as well. Is I, yeah. Is is Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's oh, probably better than Mac Jones too. Yeah. This is ridiculous, dude. This is absolutely ridiculous, the fact that Mac Jones is on this list. The fact that we keep pointing out all these other reasons. This is the dumbest thing. Wow. 85? What Patriot fans wrote? You know, I know it was the players, but oh, my gosh. Maybe they interviewed a lot of Patriots players. They're like, hey, yeah, Mac Jones, my quarterback, is really good. He's, like, really good. I think he should be on the list. (laughs) Okay, okay, we're going to put him on just for you. Okay, no, ridiculous, he should not be on. Uh, how about Justin Tucker making it at 94? I believe he's going to be the only kicker to make the list. Good for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good for him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, kicker. yeah, I think he's I think he's probably about right, you know? Like, he is clearly better than every other kicker. He broke the NFL record for longest field goal. He's the most accurate. Like you can score on every drive, you know, almost with a guy like that. If you get to the 50 yard line, Justin Tucker will get your points. Exactly. So like, like imagine knowing we're going to get three points. If we can just get to this point and no other team has that luxury. Like that's nice. That's top hundred. I agree. I'm a hundred percent on that. I get it. Yeah. So while it's hard to, compare him to other players because kicker is so much different than any other position. But if you zone in and, like, you know, compare. But I'm talking about impact on the game. Yeah, yeah just take Just take it makes a huge impact. And it does well, kickoffs. Points, like, that's man. also important. Yeah, that too. That too. 
and he scores a bunch of points, dude. That's important. Um, and from long range. How long was that kick he hit this year? 60-something yards. 65, right? Yeah, mid-60s, I was 66. thinking. Yeah. I was thinking mid-60s. Um, either way, uh, he deserved to be on the list. Uh, Jalen Waddle at 63. Again, it's really hard to compare. I thought, you know, with one thing we jumped over really quickly, I want to go back. I want to go back. C.D. Lamb at 95. Okay, C.D. Lamb at 95, which I think C.D. Lamb deserves to be on this list. And then Odell at 90. I did not get that one. I know Odell, when he's healthy, when he's healthy, which is very rarely, you know, and, <laughs> and, and when he was on Cleveland, had no impact whatsoever. So it's not like no matter where he is, he's having a huge impact. He was great. You know, it was very good for the Rams. And it wasn't OBJ's fault in Cleveland, just saying. He wasn't great in Cleveland, was nice, had some very good moments for the Rams, including that big touchdown in the Super Bowl, also several big catches in the Super Bowl. But, Tanner, you don't think Odell Beckham is better than CeeDee Lamb? No, I don't. And you brought up Jalen Waddell. I feel like those three guys are kind of interchangeable, but I would put Odell last. In the in that list, I would without a doubt take the two young guys before him. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's crazy that Jalen Waddle is thirty spots above those guys. Both of them, and then C.D. Lamb is last on that list. He's last. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, he had you know almost double the catches, you know, double the yards, all that last year. Crazy, but he's he's not as oh, good Odell. Odell, yeah, Odell. Yeah. And but you know he drops the ball here and there, and you know Odell's just never on the field because he's always hurt. But you know he's better. He's better. Either way, I so I didn't agree with that. And then, like you said, Jalen Waddle all, all the way up at sixty three. That big a difference. I, I didn't get that either. I don't know if Chris Godwin's gonna make the list. If Chris Godwin doesn't make the list, that's crazy. Like because well, he's I just have a heart. Mike Evans is probably better than Chris Godwin, and he's at fifty some fifty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like like high or like mid fifties, but yeah. like, yeah. If if Chris Godwin's not on this list, he's better than all those guys. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's crazy. That's crazy. And this list is absolute crap, man. This is a tough list. Uh, just kind of showing you the players. I'm not going to say they don't know football because obviously they know football. Like they're playing the game at a, yeah. such an elite level as to where like no one else can possibly play it. So obviously their IQ is insanely high, but it's like, you know, they're not all analysts, you know, they're not all yeah, analysts and, and they all judge game differently. And it's and like I would assume like if a wide... are different for them. So this guy burns them. So they think he's a lot better than what we actually think he is. And it's tough. It's just really tough from the player's point, but it does. It is a nice perspective at the same time. Like I would assume wide receivers probably rank other wide receivers, quarterbacks and corners on the list. Very and, they prob- and they probably leave off offensive linemen and they probably leave off defensive linemen because they don't have, they don't play against them every Sunday. No, they're not. It's not popping in their mind. It's like, oh, this guy's tough. It's, I hate going up against this guy. Stuff like that. You don't think about that exactly. So, it's 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 uh, you don't want to take it and be like, okay, well, the players say you know Jalen Waddle, you know, or, or the players say that Kyler Murray is better than Russell Wilson. So he's better. The players know best. That's what. So it's not like that. Um, um, but it is interesting to see the fact that Kyler Murray gets ranked 
better than Russell Wilson does and Derek Carr and Derek Carr at that. Ooh. Yeah, like like him and Derek Carr, I feel like is a debate. Russell Wilson is better than Kyle Murray right now. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Veteran before the snap, you know, before – come on, before the play. I, I, I'm with Russell Wilson. Like, come on, of course. So I think that covers most of the quarterback news on the list, right? Yeah, I think that's most of the quarterbacks. Um, Russell Wilson at 61, Derek Carr at 65, Kyler at 57. So he was clearly better than both those guys, which neither I, – I would go Russ arguably then Derek and then Kyler just because the vet, the vet that Derek Carr is. Um, I think he leads the league in game-winning drives the last like three or four or five. Since years. he since he came in the league. Oh, okay. So it is that plus plus that plus some. Um, so there you go. I'm taking that guy. I'm gonna take that guy. So yeah, that, that's pretty much all the quarterback stuff. Though, what are the other stuff that kind of jumped off to you? I am once again standing on the table for offensive linemen to get more respect there on this is. list and just in general. Every single offensive lineman that is on this list is ranked criminally too low. Yeah, they deserve some more respect. I agree. But, yeah, and, yeah, preach, preach. And there should be 10 extra offensive linemen on this list. Offensive line is one of the most important positions in the NFL. But because they're not – the guys scoring touchdowns, they're not going to be on there. No, it's the least glorified position in football. Least, For sure. People know kickers like Justin Tucker probably more – then I'm trying to think of like a like a good offensive lineman, but like not a not like a one of the very best known right now. Um, it's like a it's like, like a, a I'm trying to think of like a, a, like, like, a, a good. like a Petonio. Who's uh, got for you guys? Like, no, he's really good though. He's really good. He's really good. Who's got for you guys? Um, for Bucks, who's got hurt for you guys? What were offensive lineman that just oh, got hurt? Oh, uh, Ryan Jensen. Yeah, Ryan Jensen. Not a lot of people, just your casual fans. Yeah, you're right. No, Ryan Jensen. You know, even though how important of a player he is to your team, you know him. That's for yeah. sure. You know him because how important he is. So just kind of showing you, they fly under the radar. They fly under the radar sometimes. You have to be kind of that diehard fan to be like, man, that was a hell of a block right there. Like, man, that was great. So you, you not many people are with me in the trenches on Twitter watching offensive no. linemen highlight tapes at the end of every week. Oh, I am not doing that, but I'll appreciate a good block when I see one, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're coming from. And I, I agree as to where they, they deserve some more respect. That's tough of, of a position that those guys are playing, getting banged up on every single play. Those guys are going head to head, knee to knee, elbow to elbow, chest to chest, going on the falling on their back, you know, falling face first. So uh, they need more respect. Those imagine their knees at towards the end of their career. Oh my! You know, I can't. I I, I don't blame uh, what's his name, Andrew Whitworth, uh, for retiring. You know, the fact that he was still playing at such a high level. And dude had to be yeah, forty. Well, he 40. looked I like he was, was like 60, but he was in his 40s, I think. Yeah. He was, like I think he was 40. Like, okay, so just 40? 40 or 41, yeah. Man, I would have at least put him at 45. <laughs> but either way. No, um, Tom Brady's the oldest position player no, I know, like, I know, ever I know, at 45. I know Tom's at 45. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying looking at him. Like looking at him. I'm like, this dude's like. 50. Oh, yeah. You know, but like that he was still playing is insane. It's just kind of showing you the beating that you take at that position. Uh, but, you know, overall, another list 
and another list that we don't agree with when it comes down to it. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say two other things about this list. Yeah, hit it, hit it. Go. Hit it. Uh, one, Kyle Pitts is not a top 100 player in the NFL. He scored one touchdown. One, one touchdown. More, I'm going to need more production. I think next year yes. he has the possibility of definitely being on this well, list. Who's throwing in the ball? Who's throwing in the ball? Let's not take that away from him necessarily. Well, st- well stats aren't everything that matters. Like, if you're a good football player, you're going to be a good football player regardless. Oh, you're of right. It'll show. It'll show. But, so, I, I think he can be, but if we're going on what he has done already, he's not. Thousand and yards then, and one touchdown. That's not top one hundred. And then Max Crosby at fifty nine. I think Max Crosby is a top three. I don't think it's arguably he's a top five edge rusher in the NFL. He had one hundred and twelve total pressures last year. That's the most of anyone in like years. Yeah, they were under he, some pressure. I would yeah, say. Like, and now that he has. Chandler Jones on the other side of him. I expect oh, those. I expect those sack numbers to go up. I think Max Crosby is one of the most like underrated players in the NFL. No, he should be in the top fifty. He should be in yeah, the top fifty oh, for sure. For sure, you know, he should be a part of that that next group for sure. A little early to be seeing his name, I think, as well. Uh, yeah, just another list. You know, it's just it's just so interesting to see how the players think. Like this is what you guys think, huh? This is who you think is a better player than this guy. Really? I saw uh, I saw Snapchat or I saw like screenshots of people's like cards that they had like voted, and one of the votes they got counted just had Jamar Chase on the list twice. Oh my god! This gotta show so, you. This thing's a joke, so yeah, man. Yeah, so I don't think the players put that much effort into making this list, and I don't know who all gets a list. I don't know if you have to turn it in. I don't know if you. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a volunteer basis. I'm sure it's a volunteer basis. There's no way they're ma- mandating all these guys yeah. to do this. You know, it's gonna be okay. Fill this out, and I bet a lot. So of it's probably do. mostly. It's probably mostly backups. backups. I would think because like guys that are starters starting, do though. Come on, I bet the guys do. that are starting. Do they have time? They're no, worrying about. They're worrying about film. I bet a lot of the big names are just saying, "Man, I don't have time to fill out some card." Right now, dude, I don't care about some NFL list. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Maybe it is a lot of those secondary, second tier guys who are filling out those cards and stuff. But yeah, I don't agree. I hate, I hate the list, man. This list sucks. I'm gonna say it. Thing sucks. I hate the list, but until I find out the Bucks had the most players on the list. And yeah, then, then Tanner's gonna say. Then I'll agree. Then, Tanner, the then later in the ever. season, Tanner's gonna say this is the team that had the most players on the top 100 list, and you're gonna bet against them. Blah, blah, blah. That, that's exactly what we're gonna be hearing, folks, in about December or whatever. That's exactly what we're gonna be hearing from this December, guy. Try September 8th. Oh yeah, facts. I will be hearing it then for sure, probably. So actually, then you might be hearing me say that. I think I'll be saying that to kind of get you off. This is the team. Come on, guys. This is the team that had the most players on the top 100 list. Give it, give us a break. You expect us to win that game? What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Thank you, Tanner. I am set for, for week one. There we go. <laughs> Casey's trying to use reverse psychology on me for this uh, yeah. Bucks-Cowboys game week one. 
Yeah, they're gonna have the most players on the list. Then were the Rams. You know, Buffalo will have some. Kansas City is gonna have some. Uh, you know, Cincinnati has a lot of good offensive players. And a lot of teams are gonna have the Raiders will have a lot of players. There's gonna be a lot of players on this list. Um, the Raiders already have like three. They're gonna have at least like four or five when it all comes down to it. I think three or four at least. Um, Who else is gonna be on there? The uh, Devontae Adams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll have like four. Yeah, four players. So that's 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 decent. That's not bad. It's definitely better than they have been. Yeah, that's pretty good for the Raiders, man. You like the Raiders, you know that feels pretty good for a team having four of the top one hundred on your team. Heck yeah, well, I take that on my team. Uh, either way, though, guys, that's gonna be about it for this week's episode of Dude's Talking Sports. The rest of that list, or at least another chunk of it, will be out by next week's show. So, we'll, so we'll break down, you know, the next chunk that gets released next week. Uh, next week, we'll I think we're doing the NFC North next week. Yeah, NFC North, so Lions, Vikings, Bears, Packers. Packers, my favorite team to talk about. I am just shaking it. I cannot wait to get out there and discuss Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Man, they are just a hoot to break down. I cannot wait. But that's coming up next week. Um, a lot of fun stuff that we're getting closer and closer. You know, the NBA offseason starting to really wrap up, so we know what teams are looking like. We're really just waiting on the schedule Kevin Durant. released, right? Yeah, tomorrow the schedules get released exactly. So we're we're gonna know exactly you know what the schedule looks like. Uh, we can start predicting win totals for for, for NBA teams. Or we'll look at you know opening night got released. I know the Lakers are playing the Warriors. I know on Christmas Day the Warriors are gonna be playing the Grizzlies. So we have another tough matchup. You know some great matchups. We're looking forward to those coming up not too far away as well. So more NBA news coming up. We're closer and closer to the NFL. Football is back. Okay, it's back. I'm not going to stop saying that until the NFL's until the season's over and we're in the offseason again. And then I literally can't say it's back. You know, I'm going to keep. Yeah, uh, look, look at fantasy projections. I also did want to say, uh, just want to shout out the Bucks for signing Carl Nazib. Uh, I believe he's the first openly gay player to be signed in any of the four major sports. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal for LGBT people. Yeah, I can uh, play too. And, yeah, and he adds great depth to our uh, edge rushers. Cam Gill got hurt, so we you needed a fourth. Yeah, yeah, we needed a fourth edge rusher. He's been in Tampa before, but uh, I just want to say that it was a pretty cool moment that no, I think props. kind of went under the radar this week. Yeah, props to Tampa Bay. I thought the exact same thing when I saw that. I thought that I would uh, bring that up to you as well. And, uh, and they're a team that they're a team that constantly promotes diversity which is Progressive so easy thinking man they're looking forward and, and 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 they're doing what they should be doing you know they're, they're running their business the right way it seems like and uh you're right is that's the type of organization you want to tip your cap to and just be like man it seems and like, they've gotten results yeah exactly they won a super bowl if tom brady came to your team like uh you have a chance to win another super bowl this year um that just kind of shows what doing stuff like that does for your franchise and stuff and uh doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt having you know the greatest player of all time on your team. Oh, but of course not. <laughs> that helps a bunch. Uh, but either way, guys, thank you for tuning in. Go check us out on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pod on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Leave us a comment, review, uh, rating, whatever the platform allows that you're listening on. It would be greatly appreciated. Any feedback, like I said, we'd love to hear back from you guys. Uh, but overall, Tanner, football is back. Great to be here with you. Coming back back next week, we're getting closer and closer to Cowboys, Tampa Bay, Sunday night football. Going to be past my bedtime. Going to be a late night for me, but I'm still looking forward to it. 
Either way, guys, thank you all for your continued support. We'll see you next week. All right, what's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. Your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File. going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.